a dolphin having sex with another dolphin's blowhole. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. Uh, I'm Ragnar. I'm joined here in Iceland by my funny little friend, Guillaume. Guillaume, how are you feeling? Hey, yo. Whoa. You're a different man from last time. Yes. Nice. Have you gotten some sleep lately? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, do you have any have any news? News? Yeah. No. Oh. Do I? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I have news. Mm. Well, not really news, but uh, yeah, this is the the final time that we're going to call Monroe from the studio. Oh. Because I'm moving out of here on Thursday. Mm. So should we, one last time from this studio, before we do it from Denmark, should we call Monroe? Mm-hmm. All righty, let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, hey Monroe. How's it going? Hi, Monroe. This is the last time I'm going to call you from here. Because you're moving to Land of the Danes. I am, indeed, on to Thursday. To the peaceful haven of Denmark, but is also a country which hates immigrants. Uh, I'd say it's complicated. I'd say it's complicated. Yeah. In general, they're pretty accepting, but they have like a... It's like in the UK where you have UKIP. They have like that little movement mm. going. What's that Danish word for um, things being nice? Ugh. Hygge. Hygge. Hygge, yeah. Hygge. I, this has become such a fucking fashion thing, like all these yeah, coffee table it? books yeah. and bullshit. I'm not a fan. I I like yeah. the word verketoy. <laughs> okay. So, tool? Yeah. I learned that last summer. Really? Were you in Denmark last summer? Yes. Damn. You are a traveling man. Have you there, been to Denmark? There, there was a Verkatoy museum. There. there was a what? Verkatoy museum. A tool museum? Yes. Okay. Are you? Do you like museums? Are you a museum boy? No, I just saw it. <laughs> it just museums said, are so boring. Yeah, I do not like museums. Oh. Well, I would have expected you, Monroe, to appreciate a good museum or like a particular oh. kind of museum. You just walk around and you read shit, and then oh my day! I, what about I, like I think I blame my I actually blame my parents that I hate museums because when I went to museums as a child, we would be the first people in the museum and the last people out. <laughs> what? So you spent just, literally all day in the museum? Yeah, it's just too much time to spend in a museum. You, know, you just oh. I would like one museum. It's the the Natural History Museum. London. Yeah, that place is pretty chill. There are some good museums. Like You know what was really disappointing? The Penis Museum in Iceland is such a oh. disappointment. It has so much potential to be interesting, and it just wasn't. Does it have potential to be interesting, though? Yeah, I mean, you could talk about uh, you could talk about duck penises. They're all oh, yeah, they're cork-shaped. Crazy. And, they're not cork-shaped. Yeah, they're, they're fucking, they like explode out. 
They are. So should we talk about ducks? We haven't talked about ducks yet, right? We haven't talked about ducks yet. No. So ducks, actually, you know that present that I was going to get by you. Yeah. That I had to cancel the other day because it wouldn't. That was a book called A Cultural History of the Penis. What? Yeah. Well, you cancelled uh, it, you fuck. I, well, that's because it hadn't arrived after two months. I think it had disappeared. Fair. Uh, uh, ducks, though. Ducks uh, live a life of rape war. Would you say that's accurate? Huh. I'd say, yeah, as do dolphins, don't they, as well? Uh, that's not so much a war, as in, but like dolphins just uh, are fucks. And they will mm. just be horrible to each other and to other animals for no particular reason. Mm. Just like, like for humans. fun. Yeah, exactly. Like dolphins will do that. Like dolphins will like torture. Uh, have you seen that, that BBC thing where they're like swimming under the ice iceberg thing to try to, there's like a seal on it or something and they're just like fucking with it and like oh, mentally yeah, torturing the, the, it before the they kill it. whales. Yeah, oh, that's orcas. Okay, whatever. They're, they're also dicks. But dolphins but will, they're, yeah, they're dolphins not, they're will not like anyway. gangbang and stuff. Do they? Yeah, and like they'll they'll use each other's blowholes and stuff. To do what? <clears throat> to have sex with? Yeah. No way. That's, yeah. mm, really? Yeah, I mean, what, uh, should I Google it? Yeah. Do dolphins. Uh, yeah, here it says. Here it says, male Amazonian river dolphins, for example, penetrate the blowholes of other males. Female bottlenose dolphins use their snouts as dildos on other females. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> what? This is insane. So they're uh, all gay. They're just, uh, they just like to play, I guess. There's also, like, there was that dolphin that was, uh, there was an experiment uh, where a woman lived with that dolphin. A woman lived with a dolphin? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh Margaret Howe Lovat is a volunteer naturalist, blah, blah, blah. She took part in a NASA-funded research project in which she attempted to teach a dolphin named Peter to understand and mimic human speech. So she did this uh, living in something called the Dolphinarium, which was a dolphin house flooded with water. Uh, and she lived, she lived with this dolphin. And then in week five, Peter started to exhibit signs of sexual attraction towards her. Uh, and she stated that it was not sexual on her part, but it allowed her to get to know Peter. And she said, in order to satisfy Peter's increasing sexual urges, uh, he would be transported to another pool with two female dolphins. Eventually, Lovett took it upon it took it upon herself to relieve Peter of his urges, yeah, rather exactly. than going through the long and inconvenient process of transporting him. I saw a documentary uh, about this. <laughs> That's cr like, also. To combine the two topics of museums and dolphin sex, there's a museum in New York where they have a sculpture of a dolphin having sex with another dolphin's blowhole. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. This is a, it's a thing. Did you know of yeah. this before Ragnar told you the other fact? That they did no, this? I'm just Googling and I've got this, this picture of this disturbing Ugh. sculpture. They, I mean, they both look pretty happy. The, this look, isn't this the same kind of like your nose? What, the blowhole? Yeah, yeah the blowhole. No, the, the, snout is, the snout is the blowhole. The snout is the nose. I mean, blowhole is just a thing that we don't have. Mm. <laughs> right? Or, I don't know. Is that true? No, maybe the blowhole is I don't know. I feel, I, I, I feel like the, the nose. I think, I think nose is, yeah, is a good the, shout. The mouth is the snout, surely. Yeah, mm. the mouth. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the nose was the blowhole. Yeah, I mean, I'll... I'll allow it now, having thought about it. <laughs> so here it says, a male, 
a male duck's penis exists within a sac in its body. And during sexual intercourse, the male's penis becomes erect and ejects from the sack. And you can mm-hmm. see a video of this that's like in slow motion. And it's like, imagine squeezing the most horrible pimple and it all comes out in like this like, but it sort of uh. sticks together as one mass, mm-hmm. uh, one like long thing. That's what it looks like. And they do that this. That was a great radio description as well, by the way. Yeah. And uh, uh, they do this and then they do this so that they can like quickly and effectively rape the females but then the females have like how to evolve to cope with this so they have these like labyrinth vaginas that have dead ends and stuff so that they can't be so it's harder for them to be successfully raped like successfully meaning like raped leading to pregnancy i've never seen this happening but i understand this from the description how it looks like i feel like i've seen it this is hard like this is a horrible horrible reality yeah and people think I'm ducks really are cute they like duck. go and they go and feed them bread and stuff. You they know eat, what I mean? Uh, it's good to eat them. Mmm. Duck does taste very good. <laughs> I thought you only ate uh, vegan meat like deer. Yeah, but I wish I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> have, guys, Yeah. have you seen the skeleton of the pufferfish? No. Uh, no, never. I'm just looking I'm, at it now. This, I've never seen this. This is great. Let's 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 do more visual things on the podcast. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Okay, describe it to me before I Google it. <laughs> uh, it it you imagine a fish, and then you imagine mm-hmm. a ball. It becomes a ball, and the the ball is like a football. You know, those mm-hmm. black and white, like dots, points. Like a European football. The skeleton looks like that. The skeleton looks like a football. Oh. You know those toys that you used to play with as a kid, which yeah, were balls like that. that you could then pull open, and then you, they had lots of joints, yeah. and you could squeeze them closed. Exactly, it mm. looks like that. That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it now. Damn. It's interesting. That's cool. That's really cool, actually. So I would have expected them to like have an internal skeleton, and yeah, then exactly. like when they puff themselves out, that that wouldn't, like that would just be like an external thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Damn, well, I guess... Uh, Yes, we were wrong, and Mother Nature was right. Yeah. <laughs> well, goddamn. So I guess this is an animal-themed episode. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I, guess, I think I'm fresh out of animal facts, though. Well, we can go back to giraffes. <laughs> That's our favorite animal on the show. Do you have what's your favorite animal? Do you have any more shit about giraffes? They're tall. They are, <laughs> <laughs> they are tall. Monroe, you you really don't have any more giraffe facts? I don't think so. I think I'm out of giraffe facts. Shit. Hey, guy, did you ever watch the show Long Way Down? Wrong Way Down? Long Way Down. Thong Way Down? Long Way. Strong Way, strong way Down? Long Way Down. Long Way Down? No. It was where Evan or Ewan or how do you pronounce it? McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh, that uh, documentary where him and his buddy took some BMW motorbikes and drove to... Africa, South Africa? Yeah, South oh, Africa, South that? Africa. They drove from Scotland to South Africa. Okay. The reason why I said this, they're actually making a show now called The Long Way Up. And where do you think they're going there? Uh, are they going to Iceland? No. No. Okay, thank God. Are they going to Siberia? No. They're going to Alaska? I mean, they're going for Argentina. Mm-hmm. North. Okay, so... Alaska was a good shout then. Yeah. Yeah, is it it's Alaska actually just Long weird? Los Angeles, but I do not oh. know why they stopped there. Yeah, that's There's ridiculous. A it's a long way left. They definitely should go up to Alaska. This is insane. Yeah, this makes no sense. 
I have a I have a, a dream, if you will, or like a thing that I want to do, or I want to uh, do something similar to this. But I want to take I want to go to uh, somewhere in the um, in North America uh-huh. and get a like a school bus, an old school bus, uh-huh. and take out most of the seats so that it's like a really big open thing where you can chill. And then I want to drive it from somewhere either like in the northwest like seattle or like go from vancouver or something and go like down and across or you know start in one corner basically and end up in another you know what I, I, mean? i would want to go new york no exactly how you say i would go to the seattle and drive n- south and then over yeah and yeah, then and then new orleans i i, I want to go to new orleans because you want to eat Just seattle san francisco new orleans Nice. Yeah, Monroe would probably want to walk it. Well, like like the old Iceland trek. It'll take yeah. you a year. Have you told that story on the on the podcast? I don't think so. That was another. I got a gammy foot doing that. Um, yeah, when I was in Iceland, this I mean this is this is a convoluted one because it started off with I planned to do an ultra marathon. Then I went kickboxing with you and broke my ankle for the first time mm-hmm. by standing on it, mm-hmm. and that was the same night when you just kept on kickboxing and forced me to walk myself to the hospital with a broken ankle. You got a ride. Some... You got a ride. Bravo, Ragnar. A random stranger Bravo. saw me hobbling and thought, that guy looks like he's got shit mates. I'm going to pick him up. I knew that would happen. So then because I couldn't run it, so I couldn't do any fitness prep, I thought I'll just walk from the south of Iceland to the north of Iceland. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to do it on my own, but then my mate got made redundant, so he managed to come with me. And then whilst we were on the hike, he got his job back. So he literally just came out for two weeks, did the hike, and basically got two weeks of holiday, which all worked out well. Unpaid um, holiday. Unpaid holiday, that's true. Um, yeah, and it was awesome. Went past loads of waterfalls and crossed some brick and cold rivers and got a really gammy foot. It was kind of the the fruit the foot got really gross. So my feet got wet pretty early on and I ran out of blister plasters mm-hmm. on like day three. And it was a it, we thought it would take us 14 days. It took us 12 days in the end. I can't remember how far it was. I think it was like 300 miles or something. And then my feet were just constantly wet after that. And I got these big blisters that got all horrible and infected. And then I had to, well, it's really gross. So I had to kind of cut the blister open a little bit and then like get all the pus out of it and then mm. use the back of my spoon to then like shove antiseptic stuff down into it. And I had oh. to do that every night. And then poor Krister sleeping next to me was like gagging with the smell. And then I lost sensation in my toes for like three months after that, I think. Jesus. Uh, but Krister was not unfallible in that situation either he was in charge of food mm. and bear in mind we were out for 12 days and i was like oh christopher what have you brought for us to eat and he's like oh, i've brought uh chicken noodles mm-hmm. and that was it we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had chicken noodles every freaking night yeah for, every time you tell this old... goddamn story it changes the food changes uh, yeah so, exactly. well 12 12 exactly. days of chicken noodles at night with I thought it was lard or something. Twenty-five like that. grams of palm oil in mm. it, yeah, and then a couple of spoonfuls of oats in the morning with twenty-five grams of palm oil in it, and then a Mars bar for lunch. But didn't you eat mm. your emergency Mars bar? It was bars Snickers on day last one? time. Yeah, it was Snickers last time. And you used to tell me that you <laughs> ate your emergency Mars bar on day one. Yeah, I can't remember if we did that or not. <laughs> we did, however, that was the same time when I forgot my birthday. 
because we were hiking uh, over my birthday, and then mm. on the and then one day Chris was like, "Oh, happy birthday, by the way!" And then I was like, "Oh, what day is it?" And then it turned out it was the 29th. My birthday's on the 28th, and we just missed it. But oh, we did. Shit. He did carry a Sorine bar, which we had for birthday cake, which was lovely. Fair enough. I just googled it. It's 375 kilometers. And whilst we were away to start the hike, we got dive bombed by a bunch of birds. So mm, we were yeah. walking to the coast. And then as we were walking, all these birds started to circle around us. And I was all like, oh, it's like we're in uh, Snow White. All the, all the animals are with us. They were not with us. No, they're <laughs> they, against They you. then started to like dive bomb us and go for our heads. Krister picks up some driftwood and just like swiping it in the air. Uh, but we made it to the coast. So it was fine. All you have to so do basically is like hold up a stick and then they'll go for the top of the stick instead. We didn't have that insider knowledge. Yeah. I was supposed to go with you, or like you, you invited me along. Yeah, but I didn't think my knees could take it because they were very bad at the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, by the end of it, our knees were pretty shot. Yeah, Krista was popping painkillers like they were smarties by the end. And you also you called like the the National Guard or whatever and asked them oh, about yeah. it, and they just told you to not do it. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> just said we were an idiot for trying it and that we shouldn't do it, which is just not like having done it. I would definitely recommend that someone does it themselves. It's just very possible. I mean, the reason they did that, though, is because people are idiots a lot of the time in Iceland. And we, in fairness to them, uh, we saw one guy who was walking along and had his sleeping bag tied to the outside of his rucksack in an Asda, like an Asda shopping bag. Oh, nice. So if it rained, it was just going to get wet and then they were going to have to come out and rescue him and stuff. And it's it quite remote out there. Um, so I get why they hate tourists, but also that just wasn't helpful advice. Like... It just yeah, it just meant. It's like when you unknowns. when you ask a question on the internet. It's like if you're on the internet and you're like, I want to buy a computer and then my budget is a thousand pounds. People are just going to be like, Why is your budget a thousand pounds? You should buy this for fifteen hundred or something. <laughs> yeah. Like no one ever. If you ask a question on the internet, no one ever fucking just gives you the answer that you're looking for. Or you're like, How can I do this? And like, Well, I wouldn't actually recommend doing that. And you're like, Oh god damn it. <laughs> it's always the best, like one of the best places for uh for virgins calling people out on stuff is uh bushcraft uk facebook page where because i'm a, a scout forever i uh i like that page on facebook and um people will always like in the morning they'll they'll uh post a picture of the campsite before they leave and I'll always be hashtag LNT leave no trace and then there'll always be some fucking Mary who'll just pipe up eh guys I can see the grass that's all bent over that you haven't straightened up yet ha 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 and uh, yeah but, see you said you liked it on Facebook does yeah. it mean you liked it with a like button and you do like it or did you just like it and you don't necessarily like it <laughs> I like it I liked it as in, I click the button and I yeah. love to hate it. Mm. Speaking of loving to hate, ah, oh, it's still up. I haven't been on this website for a very long time, but I just decided to see if it still exists. And uh, it does. It's called beforeitsnews.com. Beforeitsnews.com. It is a, it's basically like a conspiracy theory website, ah. but it's like serious. Uh, the Patriot Nurse, left says Armageddon coming ahead of election. Oh, now it's all like, it's basically just become like a Donald Trump thing. Not a fan of that. I mean, the first thing I've just seen is I had aggressive cancer, but was healed naturally within five months. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's current live stream videos. True. 
I remember being on this website and reading about like the lizard people and shit like this. Mm, That's what I'm all about when it comes. Yeah, chemtrails. That always came in strong as well. Sarah Westall, bioacoustic analysis. Who is lying? Who is controlled? Biden sick? Soros or COVID? What? (laughs) I don't even know what you just said. (laughs) No, exactly. It's just something I wanted to shout out. Something that I love to used to love to hate anyway. It's before it's news.com. Uh, Do you a, want me to read that again? No, never. <laughs> uh, the best, the best conspiracy theory is. Uh, I don't think it's r- true though. It's called the Berlin uh, Mountain something. Um, anyway, there was some conspiracy theory that there's a mountain outside of Berlin. <laughs> there's, a, there's a conspiracy theory. That's it. I was waiting for more there. No, because there isn't. Uh, there isn't a mountain outside of Berlin, but there yeah. was some, I remember reading, there used to be like a website for this and everything. I can't find it now, so maybe it was a joke, but it was just, the only claim was that there was a mountain outside of Berlin, and that's like, and that this piece of information <laughs> Wait, was being overlooked by whoever. What is that thing that there is like some town in Germany or somewhere that said, you have to prove we do not exist? What was that? Have you heard about this? No. It's like... If you can prove they do not exist, they will pay you money. It's some shit like that. There's also, I like these like slightly weird conspiracy theories, like how uh, there's two separate ones. And I th- one of them is that Belgium doesn't exist, and the other one is that Finland doesn't exist, but I prefer the Belgium one. It says here the German city dating back to the 9th century, 340,000 residents, a university and medieval fort, but does it really exist? Okay. It, they will offer you one million dollars, no, one million euro, for anyone that can prove that city does not exist. Why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> I don't know. I think someone said it doesn't exist, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, just prove to us we don't exist." It's just like back in the nineteen ninety four student, Light hardly posted the message Bielefeld. It's Bielefeld. There's no such thing. That's what that student wrote. Hmm. So it's like a long-running joke in Germany. And it became an internet boom. And from there, some conspiracy theories took it. It says even Mrs. Merkel commented on it. But Mrs. Merkel said, I had the impression I had been to Bielefeld. I hope I may go there again. Nice. Angela Merkel getting on the quality banter. Is she? Do you think she's a funny person in real life? Yeah. You think you could joke around with her? Do you think we could have Angela Merkel on uh, on Calling Monroe and we'd have a good time? Yeah, she seems chill. No, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure it would go down well. Maybe not for those reasons. There I, might can't be imagine, other reasons. I can't imagine Angela Merkel talking about <laughs> duck dicks. Uh, maybe, I don't know. She might. Uh, I'm going to consult my, my fucking list of things I had written down. Did you see the video I sent you? No. Yeah, it's creepy and weird. Let's see. Eggplant surprise. Oh, no, I don't want to see this. This is horrible. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about pimple popping videos? Oh, that's a strong I don't uh yeah, the big one. Only the really, really big ones. Ugh. I do not care really. I'm very much against them. I don't want to watch them ever. Why not? Because they're horrible There's, and gross. They yeah, like, they are kind of horrible. It's kind of the thing that you can't not look at, even though you don't want to look anymore. No, I cannot I, look. I, I can easily not look. There's like, there's so much horrible, disgusting shit that I've seen on the internet, but this I won't touch. 
you know those stress balls? Yeah. So you like squeeze them and you see like yeah. Yeah. come out. I when I was a kid, I was so I was imagining I would have a wound like that. That if I would push it, it would like come out like that. That sounds disgusting. I would have a pimple or something that would become like that. And I was really scared it would happen one day. Uh have you guys heard of trypophobia? No. It's uh it's a fear or disgust of closely packed holes. So it's spelled T R Y P O P H O B I A. So Google it. Uh, Ooh, so yeah. that's yeah. Trypophobia. T R Y P O phobia. Ugh. Right. And it's uh, there's a seed, a specific seed. What is it called? The lotus seed is disgusting in this specific sort of way. Google the lotus seed. This is exactly what I was dreaming. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Ugh. Doesn't really look disgusting though. Yeah. What the, the lotus seed? Yeah, it's gross. There's something like uh, unnatural and like disgusting looking about it. It looks like like a haven for gross shit. I mean, like a pomegranate is like this. Not really like this kind of. Yeah. Pomegranate is not disgusting like this, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's gross. And some of these some of these pictures when you Google trypophobia are really horrible. Yeah, th- this is exactly what I was like thinking about. I I once dreamed that I had these like wires growing out of my face, like where in, like instead <laughs> You're of talking about your dreams again. <laughs> yeah, I know. But instead of like a instead of like beard, it was like these like thick wires, and the thought of that dream still makes my skin crawl. Like it was horrible. Ugh, it was so disgusting. I don't know why. You could clean rust off stuff with your face, though. No, 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 no. It wasn't like it was like nails, more like that. Mm. Here's a page that talks about trypophobia, mm-hmm. and they show pomegranate. Really? See. What do you mean, see? <laughs> You're we're on the phone. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, we're on the phone. Oh, sorry. No, I sent you a link. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, and then they also have a picture of a strawberry. I don't agree with that. And then they have pictures of bubbles on coffee. Like, come on, boys. Some of these phobias piss me off. These um, you know, people that say they don't, they don't like the word moist. These like yeah. fashion the phobias. Word. Yeah. So people are like, oh, I Why? can't stand it when someone says the word moist. Ugh. But like that only became like a popular thing in like 2009. And then all of a sudden never everyone, heard of this. everyone hated the word moist. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, but it's just like one of these fashion fashion phobias. And those sorts of things piss me off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, what other words are there that people hate? Moist and I guess cunt is the other big one. But that's for different reasons. That's for different reasons. Like uh, hating the word moist. Let's... Uh, I don't know if there's any other words like that that people hate, but like there was a girl that went to university uh, in Aberdeen who like you, if you just said like moist, she would be like, eh, stop. Like, uh, I hate I, I still do not get it. I mean, do you understand my explanation? I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> good. Have you listened to any other podcasts yet? No. <laughs> you just, you make no sense. <laughs> Isn't this prime time for you to be listening to podcasts? You're you're in quarantine. And I'm not in quarantine, but I mean, quarantining. So, yeah, exactly. It's the same um, like at the end of the day it's the same feeling, right? Yeah, I suppose. Actually I have going back to conspiracies, I have uh, something that I wrote down that I wanna wanted to talk about. Yeah. Do tell. I don't remember exactly why I wanted to speak about this, but there was a, a study about revealed conspiracies. Uh let me just Google this really quickly to make sure. Uh, like a recent one I don't know <laughs> like it was just like how many people have to be involved to a conspiracy theory to make sense 
No. But Ragnar. Yes. Surely if you just if enough people believe in a conspiracy theory, then it's true. Ah. No, see, you're being an idiot yes. right now. <laughs> no, no, it's true, Ragnar. According so, to your No, you guys just misunderstand the whole point of that theory. Uh, it's not that no, if enough people say something, you, it automatically becomes true. It's that large numbers converge on the the correct answer. That would be the same thing, isn't it? Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, like, I mean, if if there are hundred people and ninety, oh, I regret bringing this up already. <laughs> you guys just misunderstand we'll, it. We'll say it. it. Does it make it true? No, that's but they won't. They wouldn't say it. First of all, but also no, that's not what I'm saying at all. You guys are misunderstanding it on purpose. But it's like uh, like surveys. You were saying surveys are bad. But if you so like, let's say you wanted to do a study where you're looking at like uh, asthma, for example, uh, getting a di- like getting like fifteen hundred asthma diagnoses is way more reliable than asking fifteen hundred people if they have asthma or not. But if you've asked like a million people, then it's going to be super reliable because you're going to iron out all the all the bad aspects of a of a survey. Just because you have so many people. Anyway, so what I'm saying right, is, this right. is a paper that was published in 2016 in PLOS One, though, which is a shitty paper, uh, yeah. on the vi- on the viability of conspiratorial beliefs. So what they he did some uh, model uh, of conspiracies to see how they would develop and how they would get exposed. More specifically, what they did was they yielded a failure probability for any given conspiracy. So the failure probability being that like someone who's in on the conspiracy basically outs the conspiracy, right? Mm. So if you think of something like chemtrails, right? Mm. So chemtrails for our listeners is this crazy theory that uh, those lines you see in the sky, the contrails uh, behind jet engines, behind planes basically, that instead of just being condensation of, of water, then what what the conspiracy says is that there are these like tanks in planes that are releasing like mind controlling agents or some nerve agents or something. Yeah. So we're basically just being sprayed by some shit by the planes. But in order for that to be true, you'd need like all the people that are in on on air travel, basically like all pilots and stewards and stewardesses and like all this shit to be in on this. So it's a huge huge number of people. Would they have to be in on it? Uh, pilots would. Definitely. Would they? Yeah, I mean, maybe not. You could tell them it's something else. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Anyway, so what this this paper that I'm talking about did, they suggested that large conspiracies of over a thousand people quickly become untenable and prone to failure. Uh, And they said that in the long term, the estimated chance of a conspiracy being busted is four parts per million per year per conspirator. Four parts oh. per million per year per conspirator. What does that mean? So, like, if you have a conspiracy of a thousand people, right? Yeah. Every single person of those thousand has a four in a million chance every year that they're going to out the conspiracy, basically. That's so low. I mean, it's pretty it low, low, but yeah, but it's, it's pretty low, but that's per year. And if you have, like, once you have a thousand people, it's kind of a yeah. lot, like 4,000 per yeah. million per year starts to add up. The, I I heard like, I must have been related to this because it was they were saying like how many people would have been involved in the moon landing? Yeah, exactly. And there would be like forty thousand people or something. Exactly. Or four hundred thousand. Yeah. So it was like they were saying there's no way everyone would keep secret. Yeah. So <laughs> cons- conspiracies like this, like these huge ones, like global warming, 
or the moon landing or stuff like that. If that were a conspiracy theory, there's so many people that like would have to be in on it that it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. And this paper tried to put some sort of mathematical model to that. Shout out nice. to David David Robert Grimes. Oh, that's a pretty cool name. Didn't did they say like there was like a bias like that they, this is based on conspiracy theories that have already been like uh, yeah, made official or something? Basically, yeah. They bring up four um, four sort of uh, conspiracy example conspiracies. One of them is the moon landing conspiracy. That's the first one. Second one is climate change, and then there's two more. Can you guess? What, can you guess them? Moon landing. I just told you there's four. One of them is moon landing. One of them is climate change. <laughs> vaccines. Yes, vaccines is number three. Uh, number four is a little. It's a little less likely that you'll guess it. It is uh, the belief that a cure for cancer is being withheld by vested interests. Uh, um, uh, oh, that's the same as like the belief that you could actually invent a light bulb that would last forever, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that sort of vibe. Uh, yeah. So these are the four conspiracies that they uh, they bring in as examples, and then they model shit. Idiots. Idiots. Who's, a, who's an idiot in this case? Uh, just anyone who <laughs> buys into this crap. <laughs> the thing is, though, the problem that I have uh, is that the the conspiracy theory label has become a bit of a problem because because as soon as something is like shouted out as a conspiracy theory, then you can immediately discredit it, basically. But mm-hmm. like there are like you can't uh, deny the fact that there are, there are active conspiracies insofar as like a conspiracy as a group of people conspiring to have something happen. Like I mean, the Russians just poisoned the opposition leader. Yeah, exactly. And have you uh, the but fucking? I do not think it involves many people. Do that? Uh, no, but like some some things will right. Like there will like the 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 NSA stuff that uh, Edward Snowden leaked. Like that was yeah. Yeah, exactly. that was a conspiracy, and that was something that was like was written off basically as like a conspiracy theory. And then he was like, "Look, this has actually happened." Nice voice the torture, there. Torture of Bush. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, Guantanamo stuff. Yeah. Have you heard of speaking of this sort of crazy shit? Have you heard about the Corporation of London? No. So the City of London Corporation, uh, officially and legally, the mayor and commonality and citizens of the City of London is the municipal governing body of the City of London. So the City of London isn't uh, what you or I would consider to be like London. It's like. in the center, there's a part that's quite small, referred to as the square mile, which is uh, called the City of London. So it's like a, mm. basically a borough or whatever of, of London. And it has this municipal governing body, which consists of 100 common councilmen and 25 aldermen. And uh, these people are, are voted in, but the voters are... 20 of these common councilmen are voted in by residents of the city of London who have voting rights. And then companies that are located within the city of London also get voting rights based on how many employer employees they have. No way. And 80 of these, uh, these councilmen are voted in by corporations. (laughs) And, uh, this, this, uh, local authority here, it says, in addition to his function as the local authority, which is basically the same as of the other 32 boroughs in the greater London region, it takes responsibility for supporting the financial services industry and representing its interests. It's like a big lobbying thing for uh, banks and financial institutions. And it's also a city government. 
And it's basically just no controlled by the financial services that are there. And in order to be uh, to be voted in as a councilman, you have to be like vetted by these aldermen or something. And these are basically just like literally some medieval institutions called livery companies. <laughs> and so it's just like it's great. It's just this like super super old school like a bunch of like rich guys coming together and deciding what to do and just making their own government. And uh, clause nine of the Magna Carta allows this because it uh, the city of London is allowed to. This is in do the Magna Carta. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was just reading about this yesterday, and it's fucking crazy. So uh, apparently, a large uh, reason for why the UK. Why it's so like they don't you don't have a written constitution uh, yeah. and it's there's such a pushback and a large reason is this because the current state of affairs in the UK which is just you know things being dictated by the Magna Carta allows for this to happen. No way. Yeah, it's insane. Meanwhile, the Magna Carta is held up as one of the founding documents of democracy. I mean, yeah, but uh, like it's also old. And yeah, it shouldn't so necessarily old. be like a, it, it can be like a great founding thing, but it's not really like you <laughs> don't need make it, it now. Yeah, and like and holding on to purpose. it because it does this shit. It's crazy. So that is crazy. Read up about the city of London corporation. Well, no, there's another thing I'm thinking about. It's like when you think Snow Snowden brought that whistleblowing where he was like a conspiracy he showed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was counterintuitive that he did that. Maybe now people will think their conspiracy theory is true because he was right. I mean, yeah, that's also a thing, right? Snowden so was might... also on uh, Joe Rogan just a few days ago. Yeah, We should be on Joe Rogan. <laughs> Are you saying this thought was there? The thing I said? No. No, no, but, but Snowden was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one listens like, to anyone on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I was just reading. There's a, a an article in the Guardian from 2011 about this this corporation uh, of London, and it's just it's crazy. So that they have their own mayor of that, and apparently he's his role is to open doors at the highest level for business and expound the values of liberalization, which in this context just means banking deregulation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> means conservatism. It's just, it's crazy. And they have, uh, so let's see, the city of London is not only, is the only part of Britain over which parliament has no authority. In one respect, at least, the corporation acts as the superior body. It imposes on the House of Commons a figure called the Remembrancer, an official lobbyist who sits behind the speaker's chair and ensures that uh, whatever our elected representatives might think, the city's rights and privileges are protected. So it's just this like... What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, it's just this uh, independent little entity in the UK that is that just this like dark... Everyone's completely oblivious to. Yeah, and it's just uh, this like little black box of, of financial fuckery. No way. So this is calling Monroe, exposing. <laughs> 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 We're <laughs> piercing the veil, boys. We started off with duck dicks and we ended up with, with probably getting killed. Yeah, oh. probably. <laughs> oh, Lord. Or maybe this is the last episode. Yeah, it's not only the last episode recorded in this studio. It's maybe just the final episode because we're going to get killed with a. Uh, what was the the thing that they used to kill that Russian dude? The the umbrella, like tipped with plutonium or something. Ah, uh, you mean like plutonium? Is that Are you saying the plutonium thing was in a tea? 
the umbrella thing was like a resin and then stabbed with resin. Oh, oh yeah, with resin. I had yeah, such yeah, a that's... brain fart there. When you said plutonium, I heard platinum. And I was like, they didn't <laughs> kill him with platinum. Are you an idiot, <laughs> Ragnar? <laughs> that would be then really... I I was... Then I realized I was the idiot. Yeah, that, I think that would be really difficult. <laughs> Just hitting them with a platinum spoon. It's called a Bulgarian umbrella. It's an umbrella with a hidden pneumatic mechanism which injects a small poisonous pellet containing ricin. Mm-hmm. That's How does ricin work? I just know it from it Breaking makes Bad. You throw up. I don't know. It like breaks down something and you. The main symptom is that you throw up and throw up and diarrhea is the main thing, and you start to bleed. It takes like two weeks or something to kill you. And the main symptoms is diarrhea and vomiting. According to Breaking Bad, when I was watching that, it takes like a couple of days. But that's also Breaking Bad. It's not necessarily it's, a It's textbook. a slow death. It's, it's a slow death. Yeah. Yeah, Bulgarian umbrella, boys and girls. <laughs> that's the skill of the week. Is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you want to kill someone. Uh, actually, one of, one of our mates uh, knew exactly how he would kill me. Uh, oh, yeah. If- he ever got the chance. He was like, oh, I just, when we're climbing at some point, I just unclip you and, you know, give you a little shove and everyone be, and then I'd be like, oh no, we had a climbing accident and everyone would believe it. And they probably would. It'd be a very, very oh, yeah. good way to That's get true. rid of me. But I guess now you've uh, said it. Yeah. Said it on the air, so. Uh, what about you? If you had to kill me, Guzion, Ragnar, how would you do it? If I had to kill you, I mean, that's, that's just such a good, good way. Like uh, now I, now I don't know what to say. If it was meh. I'd probably wait for you to go on one of your crazy little adventure things and yeah, just like kill you somewhere out in the wilderness where you're going to die anyway. I've got a little adventure brewing actually. So we're going to start at the end of a a loch in uh, North Wales, swim the length of the loch, which I think is just under 2k, then cycle round to the foot of this mountain, do this really cool eight pitch rock climb up to the top of this mountain and then run over a really small mountain range called the Glitters uh, to get back to where we started. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I could kill you somewhere on the way. Yeah, just dunk me a little bit. So I just seen here, it's uh, it's not plutonium. I was being an idiot. It's polonium. Oh, That's I mean, how they... it's not platinum is one thing we can be sure of. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not platinum. Platinum is inert, right? No, it isn't. Platinum is like, it's used as a, a cat- like a catalyst. I don't know, man. I don't know anything. Sure. Uh, I, owned, I owned a platinum spoon that cost me £10. Really? And I lost it, and I bought another platinum spoon for £10, and it was such a bad investment. Why did you buy two platinum spoons? Because I was a scout at heart, you know. But, like, why platinum? Because it's light and strong. So is other plastic. stuff. Plastic. Yeah, I was going to say plastic, yeah. but I thought yeah. you'd be like, but plastic's bad for the environment. I mean, but- and platinum's probably got... Quite a high carbon footprint as well, I'd imagine. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I shouldn't have bought it. It was a mistake. Oh well. You live and you learn. Yeah. Talking of investment, my investments have only lost money since I got my first paycheck as well. Of course. Did you put it in the S and P S and P five hundred? I put half of it into the S and P five hundred and half of it into an uh, NSG fund, which from Vanguard, which is uh, sort of no uh, weapons companies, no. Mm. No bad shit. Well, then how the hell are you going to make money if you're not? (laughs) (laughs) Everything's true. Everything's bad, man. Everything's bad. I mean, but that's that's the game. So far, the money's just lost value by like thirty pounds, I think. Yeah, but that's the game. Like you're in for the long, the long term, long haul. Yeah, yeah. You don't get uh, that's this is the thing. Like 
Uh, I think the stock market is bullshit and shouldn't be a thing, first of all. And then how I also would that think work? that... What do you mean, how would that work? As in, no one should ever be allowed to invest in a company? No, you can, there's a difference between like the ability to invest in a company and the egregious fuckery that is the stock market, which is basically just gambling and uh, like pretending like there is some value to shit that there isn't basically uh the vast if you read about we don't have to talk about it so much on on calling monroe but <laughs> like uh, companies f- don't finance themselves very much in the way of stock sales so it's i don't know it shouldn't be a thing it's it's bullshit uh but anyway uh, also thing is that people don't really like no one's really good at the stock market. Even these pros that say that they're like professional yeah. traders or whatever, no one's good. Like study after study after study has just shown that just S&P 500 or just put it in like an index fund, that's going to do, like no one beats those consistently. Yeah. Nobody. So <laughs> that- But might- I put my money in an index fund and I'm 27 pounds and 53p poorer because of it. Yeah, but now you are, but mm. not in 40 yeah. years. Yeah, baby. You're going to be making your- 40 years, I'll be 270 pounds and 53 pence richer. God, I hope. Or dead. More or than dead. That. Or dead. Or dead. <laughs> or <Yes>. worse. <laughs> <laughs> and who'll know? One of you guys could kill me. True. I think William should be like a, a, a crime boss type dude. He's got the he's got the look for it. I've always thought he should be like a drug baron. Who? Guillaume. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you should be like a like a yeah, like a crazy drug baron dude. I mean, no one would expect me. No, exactly. No. Exactly. And like, what are they going to do? You, they can't put you in regular jail, no. right? Because you need all this like assistance. Yeah. So like, I'd say, I'd say there's no downside to you becoming a drug baron. <laughs> <laughs> all then maybe lose respect. <laughs> Whatever, man. People... And you're a pharmacologist. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Why would people lose respect for you? You'd be a reliable source. You could just make make the good stuff. Yeah, and people would just think that you're cool. No, you you don't want to be the one making it if you're going to be the baron. Mm. You want to be a couple of degrees I, removed from I just from want that. the profit. Yeah, you, so you want to be the dude who sits at home and officially there's no way to connect you to it, but you're pulling all the yeah. strings and people have to like, in order to see you, they have to be like patted down for weapons and stuff. That's nice. how I want you to be. So get on that for next episode. And then yeah. you can just pay someone when you want me killed. Yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. It is a win-win. Uh, does anyone have a skill this week? No. Interesting. And I'm saying, uh, I, you know, I bring the skills pretty regularly. Yeah, I've that's got nothing true. this week. You do bring the skills pretty regularly. Um, let me think. Do I have a skill? I did the Dolce de Lazio skill. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> so you've done one skill. <laughs> uh, let's see is a skill. There is a skill about uh, keeping your... Uh, so once you've sabered your Prosecco... Right. Mm-hmm. Then how? Then you keep it fizzy by putting a teaspoon in it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Does it not? Of course, like of course not. How is it supposed to work? Well, I was gonna Google the chemistry of it right now and see if we could find out how it works. Mm-hmm. But Skip it. <laughs> no, <laughs> please Google it because uh, do it, do it. I'm talking. There's just no like. Think about it. Like, there's no way. Apparent here it says. Uh, Apparently, the metal from the spoon helps cool the air inside the bottle, which makes the air more dense. The dense air acts like a blanket on the surface of the wine and prevents the bubbles from escaping. Uh, that's this is the Huffington Post introducing it's a, it. It's a simplification of the description, at least. If it's true, it, I'm not saying that. But I mean, it's of course it's not true. There's no way. 
That is true. Let's see. I've got an article by Scientific America. If it's kept cold, it's more likely to keep the fizzle. Here it, it says, is. the bottle that was left open with a spoon in it was more fizzy than the one without the spoon. Uh, however, we should note that the difference between the two was marginal. Okay, so they did an end of one study and they found a more... It's bullshit. Yeah. No, but in theory, I understand what they mean. Why it would make sense, but it's not that it's true. No, I mean, it's definitely not true. The best way to do it would just be to put a stopper on it and keep it as high pressure as you can, like fill it but up with air. Or after you've sabred your bottle, trying to put a stopper on top of it. Lemon difficult. Just finish your Prosecco is the... Yeah. <laughs> All right, kill the there. week this week. Yeah, Never just, leave a bottle of Prosecco unfinished. Yeah, like why would you? There's not that much in a bottle of Prosecco. No, especially if you're sharing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might as well, if you're going to have some, have it all. Uh, I have another skill in, in the same vein. I don't know if this is true. Uh, if you have uh, French fries mm-hmm. and they're cold mm-hmm. and and uh, you're like, oh, I, I want to heat these up. And then you put them in the in the microwave and you heat them up and they're disgusting, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Monroe? I'm still here. I'm just waiting, <laughs> waiting for it to get interesting. So uh, a trick that I've heard is that you take a glass of water and you put it in the microwave with the fries and then you microwave them and then they aren't so gross and they're they're mm-hmm. nice after they're This microwave. sounds like absolute bollocks. Why? But do you know one thing? I like refrigerated day after fries. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. See, I am, I am the world's biggest lover of pizza the day after even two days after even three yeah. days after sometimes but never fries man i uh had a unripe avocado and i wanted it to be softer and as we know everything you put in the microwave comes out soft so I thought, this is a genius plan i'll just <laughs> microwave it and it'll come out ripe it did not come out ripe of course <laughs> not <stank. laughs> it was gross <laughs> and i ruined it i once for some reason thought that having hot vinegar might actually be kind of nice so i heated up some vinegar <laughs> and i put it in a cup and i started drinking it and it was really really bad <laughs> why did you think it was good i don't know something like if i think about it if i think right now hot vinegar i'm like hmm, that could be kind of good <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a I have a legit skill. I have a legit skill. Okay, are you guys okay. ready? Mm-hmm. If you are uh, at a restaurant, uh, like a fast food place, somewhere where you get mm-hmm. uh, Coke in a mm-hmm. like glass that has like a lid and a straw, mm-hmm. and you're also eating something that has uh, red onions, then what you should do? Wait, wait. I'm trying to imagine this. Okay, you, so Subway is where I'm thinking. You're at Subway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Bit of red onion uh-huh. falls off your your sandwich, uh-huh. uh, and you have a uh-huh. glass of coke. Take that uh-huh. sliver of red onion, put it into your straw, and drink so that the coke like comes uh, into contact. So you're like drinking through the onion, basically, uh, uh-huh. and you have onion coke, and it's honestly delicious. <laughs> I heard this, and I think that the Coca Cola company should release a red onion coke i genuinely think this it's like eating toothpaste with mars bar what it's also a thing is it you refrigerate uh a mars bar for a little bit slice off a bit put some toothpaste on it and munch it (laughs) god that sounds insane (laughs) i'll try it i will try it yeah try onion coke though for real i think we've if we give 
six shit skills. Can we call it one skill? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Nice. The real skill, skill here, though, is onion coke. Onion coke is the real skill. Nice. It's honestly, honestly, I love it. Uh, all right, boys. Monroe. No, let's start with Guyon. Guyon, do you have any parting words for us? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. Be thankful for what you have. Mm-hmm. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. Ah. And who do you think said that? Uh, <laughs> Helen Gandhi. Keller. Oprah Winfrey. Oh my god. Oh, I hate and it's Oprah. actually it's what? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan. Says who? Who said she Such can't say? Such an awful that. human being. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Oprah. But anyway, uh, do you have any other? But yes. Relax. Okay. Be kind. Aha, thank you. Surprised. <laughs> Monroe, do you have any parting words for us? Send us your voicemails. Oh, yes. Please do. Send us voicemails. Send us uh, your thoughts. I will have a voicemail. All right. Thoughts, considerations, ummings, eyings. Exactly. Curiosities. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Or actually, whoa, there's a couple things. Uh, God damn it. There are a few things that we did get sent and I'm being an idiot. So Monroe, hold on to your hat because you're about to get ripped to shreds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave Randall, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Regarding, so he sent this before we recorded uh, last episode, but I was just an idiot. He says, regarding the latest episode, did Monroe really refer to the jobby jab as a jibber jab? He says, it's a yeah. jobby jab. Because you're jabbing their jobby. He should be ashamed to call himself a Scot. Oh. <laughs> it's jibber jab. Uh, apparently it's the jobby jab because the jobby, the jobby is your jab. little booty. I mean, oh. I can I can definitely see the the logic in the name mm-hmm. of jobby jab. I can't see. I'm, I'm trying to find internet proof that the jobby jab is a thing. All right. But while you're trying to look for that, he also said... Uh, we were talking about whether the man maketh the name or the name maketh the man. Do you remember that? We yeah. were talking about if someone seemed like, you know, if they're called speaker. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said that there was a dude, Robert Lane, who named his sons Winner and Loser. Oh. And uh, Winner became a small-time crook, racking up over 30 arrests and a stint in state prison, while Loser was a star student and athlete who became a police detective in New York City. Nice. It sounds like a bullshit. It sounds like bullshit, but it also like winner and loser is a little bit too on the on the nose. I think like mm. he's like, he's going to end up having weird children if he does that. Regardless, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it turns out Joby Jabber is is what it actually is called, mm-hmm. and I've just always called it the Jibber Jabber. But the alternative to the, the Joby Jabber is the Shite Stabber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is just not a thing. Uh, but I, I like Jibber Jabber. I'm fond of it. I'm sticking with it. All right. Well, now I've got a platform with at least five people listening. I'm uh, going to see if I can just convert it to the Jibber Jabber. All right. Fair enough. Good luck in your quest. Uh, and to everyone else out there who made it through this fucking bullshit. Next, <laughs> 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 keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Bye. If you're feeling low. There's one thing that makes your heart start to glow.
Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe